Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. It's simple. All you have to do is go on your phone, go to the app store, and download Anchor. Um, there's a creation tool once you get started that's, that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. If you like making money, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make podcasts in one place. Thank you. Yo, yo, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you loud and clear. All right. Yo, uh, welcome to the episode two of my sports talk show, JJL Sports Talk Show. Um, funny story. We had this done perfectly, like on point our day, but comes to my mistake. I guess when Anchor, like when you were, when you're not recording an episode, you save it, and I didn't save it. I get there to save it and stop recording. So um, we're gonna do that again. So uh, tonight I got a special guest, my dear friend Kyle Eddings from we go back, Kyle from what middle school, bro? Yeah, man, it's been a while. Hello, everybody. How are you? How are you, oh, Jay? Man. So uh, how What's you going doing? On? I'm good. Yeah, man, man. How you doing with this whole pandemic, man? How you like, how you doing, bro? Yeah, man. I mean, it's you know, it's different for sure. Um, just you know, wearing my mask and you know, trying to mm-hmm. you know sanitize and keep distance as much as I can and, and still work and yeah, stuff. Sir. So, hey, man, like, did, like you know the model, man? Six feet. Yeah, apart. man, six feet. So, uh, just a couple of topics, man. So, in a couple, like, what? In a couple of minutes, maybe like. Half an hour at this Baltimore Ravens Browns game, right? So, like, who, um, the situation for the Baltimore is we we um are in eighth spot, which is not enough to make the playoffs. Yeah, correct? right. Yep, seven. So we need to win this game. This is a must win. Um, so break it down for me, man. Like, what? Tell our right, first. What is your Final score prediction of this game, man. I think it's going to be a close game. Um, I think it's going to be low scoring. I think uh, 17-7 in Baltimore. So, 17-7, yep. you think? Okay, okay. So, like, tell me, like, your um, tell me your key matchups for this game, man. Like, what are you looking for for this game? Like, what, you know, Hollywood Brown against, you know, who? Like, who do you want to um, see? Like, I want to see J.K. Dobbins. Uh, you know, he's had yeah. pretty good weeks. You know, uh, I think he hasn't been getting the ball enough, but you know, he's been doing well when he has gotten the ball. And I think right, you know, right. us, we're gonna have to contain um, the Browns' defensive line. I mean, Miles Garrett, man, he's a beast. So, um, yeah, I want to see. I want to see uh, Mark Andrews come, man. Like he's he got back from the COVID list and. Like basically, he's he's Lamar number yeah, receiver, man. Like, Lamar. Um, yeah. but like my my thing is like, so like everyone's saying this is a must win game, which it is. But I feel like when I when we first faced them, um, the Browns didn't really uh, ramp up their roster. Really, I mean, Odell Beckham uh, had that injury; he died for a season. But like, I mean, I don't know. I just I, I feel like we could be smashed him. Like, I think like thirty to six. Right. And we like manhandle them. We made them one dimensional. So I mean, I don't know. Yeah, right now this is a key matchup, a key win for us. But I feel like we're gonna pull it through because, like, like you know us. Like we, when we, when we are on the outside looking in, we get hungry. So I feel like we're gonna go off this game. 
But I want to come off too cocky because you know we gotta take a game at a time. Right. Yeah. I mean, this. You um, know. But like, how do you how do you see Lamar from like that that had the season uh, at the Joe Flacco to like now? How do you see his progression? Well, Lamar's got the Madden curse. <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. but uh, no, Lamar. I mean, he's still young. He's learning. <laughs> so I mean, you know, he's gonna have his mistakes. He's gonna make those, right. you know, young young quarterback mistakes, and you you can't put it all on Lamar. You know, he's not the only one, oh. uh, you know, making mistakes. You know, there's some play callings and coaching that, you know, I don't, you know, and Lamar's still young. He's gonna make his mistakes, but he's still he's still growing. Right. He's still gonna produce. He's he's one of the most exciting players to watch. So for sure, for um, sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like not just this game, but like games to come. Like in the AFC division, like in the AFC North, it's gonna be Lamar and Baker Mayfield. Like that's, that's the most youngest. Like kind of like you know Tom Brady and um and Peyton Manning. You know, right. like it's gonna be one of those key you know back and forth type of you know matchups in the future. Lamar Jackson, um, Pat Mahomes. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, like, and I feel like we had to have better receivers um come this off season to like re- revamp our. Our our office to match up with Mahomes because mm-hmm. look at Mahomes' receivers like he has Tyree Kill, um, and some some other dangerous receivers. But I feel like we'll pull it off. Um, but I mean, hopefully we'll you know our goal is to get to the wild card and get to the playoffs. And like you said, I mean we have a, after this game we have an easy schedule. We got the Jaguars and then we got the Giants and we got the Bengals. So right, um, I feel like we still went out. Um, we'll see, man. But uh, but like what like. Do you agree with fans saying that after the season they should fire Greg, Greg Roman? Because, like you said, like you just said, like it all comes under the place calling, and he's the one calling the shots on the offensive side. So, what do you think? Like, do you think that we should keep him for another year, or you know, get someone better? Yeah, man, I think it's time for you know, I think it's time for Greg to go. It's just, I mean, it's a different system, you know, Lamar. It's just, you know, Lamar is. I just I just don't think Greg Roman's got it, man. I mean, it's just it's he he's done, man. He's 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 football is passing him like he's he's done. He's out. Like we got to get him out of there. And um, yeah. How do you so uh so uh with you having your like football knowledge, like who do you who are your surprise sleepers in this year's playoffs? Like picture who do you see? You know, um. Uh, striving in the playoffs, who do you see? I, I I see um you know Tampa Bay over there in in the NFC. I mean you know they're clicking and, or you know Gronk's coming to the party and Brady's getting hot. Um you know I see uh Brady you know he could you know they could be the first time in NFL history that they're holding a Super Bowl in the same area as the team. So right, right. you know. Brady could have a home field advantage in the play in in the Super Bowl, so you know I I just think they got a good coach over there, and you know Brady's you know he's still playing good for his age, and they got a young group of wide receivers over there that are just you know showing out, and Gronk is showing up, and it's and their defense is good too. I mean their defense stepped up too, so yeah, like uh, so so that's your so that's your NFC surprise team. Who's your AFC team? You know, um, is it the Ravens? I mean, or is it some? You know, I think the Ravens will definitely make a run. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't see anybody beating that uh, Kansas City 
the Kansas City Chiefs, man. I mean, they're just they're on a different level right now. I mean, I mean, how would you feel about that about having that AFC uh, uh, division game uh, in the playoffs, uh, Ravens and Chiefs, man? What you wanted last year, man? Like, I just hope it doesn't come down to. I I just hope it doesn't look like what it did earlier this year when we played <laughs> the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, well, on my supporters, I know that uh, I just want to let y'all know that I am a Baltimore Ravens fan. Just let y'all know. Um, I grew up kind of in Baltimore, Maryland, so I was, you know, um, we moved, we went, we lived in Maryland the first time when they went to Super Bowl with Shannon Sharp and all of them, Ray Lewis and Ed Reed. And I, we be moved back, and then that's when they went to Super Bowl with Joe Flacco and them in San Francisco. So um, yeah. So just let, let y'all know. Um, but um, so okay. Another question is, do you who do you who do you see in the Super Bowl? Like who's your Super Bowl matchup? Uh, like I said, I think uh, Kansas City comes out of the AFC, and I do. I honestly think that Tampa Bay, the Buccaneers, um, you know, I think it will be Tampa Bay uh, coming out of the NFC. Just because I mean they're rocking right now. I mean they're they got a good team over there, Brady. You know, um, don't get me wrong. I mean the NFC's got a lot of good teams. Uh, the Packers, oh, Seahawks, the, Seahawks, Seahawks, Saints, Saints, and, and I mean the Packers too. The Packers are you know Packers playing too, like a, you know Aaron Rodgers. I mean, would you be? Team. I mean, would you be like shocked if like the Ravens you know get far because they were? I mean, they were a game away from the AFC divisional game, I believe. So, but the Titans, you know, kind of you know like you know that how that ended. Oh yeah, I mean, I think um, the Ravens do go far. I think they're one of the dangerous. You know, I think they're one of the most dangerous teams in the playoffs. I mean, you got to look and think about it this way. There's been a lot, you know, we shouldn't have lost against Tennessee. You know, we shouldn't have lost either game against Pittsburgh. There's just a couple of things that we got to tighten up before playoff time. And I think we could be a really dangerous team in, in the postseason. So, I mean, like, Oh yeah, I do agree. I feel like, uh, you know, Lamar, like I'm not gonna lie. Every time I see him run the ball, He's gonna go somewhere with, with it, but I feel like every time he by a you know linebacker, I, I'm so scared because like you know we like we saw the thing with Dak Prescott. Even I'm not saying like I feel like Lamar's more agile than Dak Prescott, but like you know I don't I don't want to see you know get him getting hit and he's taking a, a, some big hits. Um, but you know if he gets up, man, you know he he does his thing, man. But yeah, man. I mean, he bought, like he's in the NBA, like he's crazy. Yeah, I mean um, Lamar. He he knows when he knows when to get down. He knows he knows when to get down. He knows what hits to take and what hits not to take. He he's smart, very smart young kid that we got as quarterbacks. Yeah. Well, uh, well, yo, Kyle, I'm gonna blow your spot real quick. I I remember a couple years back you were you know kind of doubting the Ravens, man, because with Lamar at the helm, like you were saying, ah, oh, I ain't gonna watch them because Lamar. What is he doing? Telling these interceptions and that. But like now, you know. We saying big trust, man. Like, like what? What made you have trust in Lamar from now to then? Like, um, I mean, it sounded like you're breaking up a little bit, but I think I heard a little bit of it. Uh, I mean, I trust Lamar. Um, I mean, he's just—he's a great. What part? uh, What part did did you miss? I'll say it again. Oh, I missed the whole thing. Oh no, I was saying how. Um, so. Uh, can you hear me now? Yeah, I hear you perfectly. Yep. Okay. Um. So I was saying how like a couple of years back you were having doubts about Lamar. You know, um, coming him or coming in 
as a you know fresh rookie. So like you're saying, oh like they they aren't gonna you know make it that far with Lamar, but like now now we both saying big trust, man. Like big <laughs> faith, big trust, big ambitions, big goals, man. Right. <laughs> um, so like what what has Lamar done to like you know switch your 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 likeliness to Lamar from then to now? I mean, Lamar's just grown. Um, you know, he, you know, as the first, I remember that first playoff run we had, uh, with Lamar against the Chargers. And if you just watch that film and you look at how Lamar is now, I mean, he's just grown and, you know, that doesn't happen overnight or anything like that. Lamar has had to, you know, study film, study everything and he's grown. So, you know, just as, you know, as a rookie, I mean, you don't, as a rookie quarterback coming in the NFL is it's definitely hard, and Lamar proved a lot of people wrong uh, coming in and, you know, doing what he's done. You know, second year in the NFL, he won MVP. Like, he's done a lot of things to prove, prove a lot of people wrong, and I think he just has a great uh, mentality and ambition, and that's what's, you know, helping him succeed a lot. For sure, for sure. So before we uh be close out, I, I want to switch to the NBA. Um, so I know – we are both big NBA fans. Um, so what do you uh, – how do you uh, – what do you think about the bubble situation, man, this past uh, season, man? I think it was a great thing. You know, as a sports fan, I, I want to see sports. And, you know, players want to play. So I think the bubble was a great attribute to be able to, you know, make it all happen. And I think it was right, right. well done. And I think, you know, everybody played it safe. And, and you know, they, they did what they had to do. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Like, so, um, like, how do you feel about the whole like, the, like Milwaukee and how they handled that situation? Uh, I think it was great. You know, I think uh, players standing up for what they believe in. Um, of course, it, of course. And everybody having their back. I mean, everybody. You know, it takes a lot of, it takes a lot of gut to go out and just you know stand up for what you believe in. And you know right, some, right. you know, and they did it. They handled it very well. They handled it very professionally, and everybody just getting behind them. It, it was it was a great thing to see. Yeah, like I don't know if you saw like the podcast or the YouTube uh, channel uh, Road Tripping with LeBron. He was saying how like um, he wasn't like he didn't feel the need to because he had the later game that day when they it all happened, and um, I think they're facing a rocket set. Uh, he, he, he they didn't he didn't feel it was the right place to play that game because of what transpired that earlier that day. Of course, um, LeBron he wasn't pissed about what Milwaukee did. Um, like you said, they you know they stood up for what they believed in about what happened in, in their home city. But LeBron didn't feel like they had a solid plan about how they're gonna you know um, make the NBA continue to play. Um, there was no you know plan. Um, and like he said, he met with all thirty owners some players in the NBA association or the NBA players association with Chris Paul. And then um, they decided, you know, move the, move the um, playoffs forward. Um, so how do you feel about fans and critics saying that, you know, with Los Angeles winning the championship, that is, was it really a real championship? How do you feel like about that? Well, I, I mean, I, I don't agree with any of those uh, fans or critics, you know, I mean, that's going out there and playing with no fans and nobody behind you or anything like that, you got to play off of just pure skill. And you have to actually work and understand. And, you know, you got to actually use your, 
head and you got to play, you know, there's nobody, there's no fans or nothing. So like, it's all just like silent and you're just playing and you got to be smart. You know, you don't have another, you know, one team doesn't have a, an extra push because of the crowd. Right. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say a speak to the fans real quick. Like, like for people who haven't played a pickup game in, in an empty gym, um, like, Kyle said, uh, it's very, very hard to get your own energy. Um, like, all you hear is, you know, the shoes, the ball dribbling, um, players talking, communicating on the court. It's very hard to make your own energy. Now, put it into the NBA. They're basically in an empty gym playing pickup, five, five, five on five. Um, without, I mean, they had the, the crowd noises from, like, I think 2K, like, for the for the audience to watch on TV, but actually at the in the bubble, I don't think they were. I don't think I think it was a straight silence. And um, you know, I I said it in my first podcast that you know, I feel like this is the most valuable championship ever because um, the way the NBA positioned their guidelines for the for the bubble is if you if you were a key player on that team. Um, and you, you left the bubble for a number of reasons, then you had to quarantine for a certain amount of days for you to play on, on that team. Um, like I said in the, my first podcast. So, like, you know, do you think that factored into, like, you, you know, like this whole bubble? I mean, it's just hard because it, nobody ever knew this was coming. No one ever even expected anything like this to happen. So to have to adapt – in a different way they, you know, you never knew you would have to adapt to. I think that's just, you know, that that's definitely hard. And, you know, people having to leave and come back and stuff like, I mean, it's just hard. It's, it's definitely, and it's already harder, you know, players travel every day, like NBA, they have a game, you know, they could play a game Tuesday night and then they got to get back out on the court on Wednesday night. So, and they don't, you know, they don't have time to, you know, necessarily just sit and relax. And I think one thing that the bubble did help was, you know, in a hard time, they were able to do that. Right, right. Um, so how do you feel about the um, the whole James Harden situation? Um, <laughs> do, do you feel like, you know, uh, what he's doing is right? He's like, you know, not going to work out, not going, not really talking to the media. Um, how do you feel about that? I mean – in my opinion, I think James Harden needs to grow up just a little bit, you know. Um, just a style. Oh, oh, like let me, like you heard it, y'all. <laughs> Harden needs to grow up. Right. You know, I talk mean, talk to him, talk to him, Kyle, talk to him, man. As a mature player in the NBA, you look at look at LeBron for compare LeBron to James Harden. LeBron, he's mature. He he goes out and re, he recruits players. And, you know, he builds his team. And James Harden doesn't do any of that. He's had players before he, you know, he's had what Russ and KD and he's had all these guys. And, you know, he's just that. Chris Paul. Yeah, Chris Paul. He's had the, you know, but he continues to just, he doesn't stand up and be a leader. And he wants to be treated like a leader. And, you know, you need to act like one before you get treated like one, so. Yeah, because I don't think him going to the Nets is going to solve anything. Yeah, they're going to maybe boost their team. But, like, you know, James Harden's more a ball-dominant player. Um, just, just to speak on that term, like, I, I saw, like, um, an Instagram, like, video um, 
where Gilbert Arenas, uh, he used to be a point guard on the Washington Wizards, was talking about James Harden's play style and how it affects this this generation's or just league's play. And he was saying how um, James Harden is more like a, you know, on-ball type player where he can only dribble, 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 drive, shoot. Or dribble, 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 step back, shoot. Sorry. And then um, he, he can't drive. So he's what he's trying to say is in this league now, you can't really beat that kind of player. Like, like he wasn't knocking off, like, Harden's game his gameplay, but, like, the way Harden plays off-ball, he can't really move his feet like that. Like, if you look at Curry, if you look at, you know, other players who find their own shot off the ball, like, he can't really – he can't – James Harden can't really do that. I'm not saying that he's not a good shooter because he, he would knock down, like, 10 straight threes in a row if he's open. Don't get me wrong. But he can't, you know, drive. He can't slash. Um, think of, like, like, Russell Russell. He – he he can he can't really shoot, but he does have to be shifty in the in the in the lanes where he can you know find it, find that dunk. I mean, don't get me wrong, he can Harden Hardy can dunk too, but I've really seen the game where he does that. Um, and that's where Gilbert Arena was going towards. Like, and plus you can't win small ball, um, with PJ Tucker at the helm at center. Like, you got like freaking Dwight Howard and AD guarding you. Like, there's no way, um, because people say defense 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 of teams win championships, right? Right. So, like, how do you feel about that, man? Like, what? Like defense wins championships? Yeah. How do you feel about that whole thing about you know Gilbert saying that you know Harden's the one-dimensional player? Oh yeah, I mean he is. You know he, you know he, he's selfish when he has the ball. You know. Oh, of course. He turns the ball over a lot, and you know he does not play defense. So you know, in- I mean. Look- like you said, like earlier, um, like you said, who, the, who does the James Harden like? Who does he? Who doesn't he have? Like now he has Wall and Cousins, and he he doesn't he doesn't even want to play with them. No, man. I feel like that can be a, you know a, a, a like a trigger right there for real, like you know. But you know, like you said, James Harden needs to put on him, put put on his big boy pants, and you know step up and and. Do his thing, like. Um, but anyways, uh, I think that will conclude our our second episode of our podcast. Um, we have to uh, attend to this game in a couple minutes. Um, right. So uh, I, I appreciate my friend Kyle for coming on. Um, we should do other episodes in the future for sure. Man. Yeah, man, it was good to talk to you. It was good to hear from you. For sure, man. And uh, this one last thing, this I want to, you know. Shout out your family, your mom, um, everyone. I hope you're staying safe during this pandemic, and um, hopefully we can see each other, man, in, in the near future, man. Yeah, bro, you too. I hope. Yeah, man. I hope once this all clears up, everything go back to normal, and you know we yeah. can we can chill again. Yeah, man. Like the last time you went to my house was like what New Year's New Year's Eve, bro. Yeah, last year. it's been a while, man. It's been a minute, bro. It's been a minute, <laughs> man. Man, like, other than FaceTime calls and stuff, man. right. Yeah, man, it's it would be good to you know everything go back to normal and we can hang out again. Yeah, man, for sure, man. We'll we'll stay safe, man. Tell tell everyone I miss them and uh enjoy this game, man. You too, man. All right, all right, bro. See you.